0: But the media right now, as it is, being owned by the wealthy people that benefit from the very system that we have in place, is not an ally of us. Hi guys, welcome to your new podcast, Curiosity Now. I'm your host, Torben Trapp, and let's listen to some exciting ideas of young people. Hi, and welcome to the third episode of my podcast, Curiosity Now. This today is going to be all me, no interview. And it's basically the purpose of it is to serve as a teaser episode for the next week. Because next week, I'm going to have an interview with my friend Nora Wheelahan from Washington, D.C. She studies international affairs there, and we studied there for one semester together. And we're going to talk about the role of the media and what role the media played in the outcome of the presidential election uh, and the primary in the United States, but also more in general about the role of the media. So, I just want to give you an overview of what you can expect from that episode and um, why I think the topic is so important. So, personally, I care a lot about the media because, first off, I want to be a journalist one day. So, that is like the current plan that I have that uh, when I finish my studies, I can go into journalism, write articles, do investigative reporting, uh, write books. Hopefully, we'll see how that works. Not 100% sure that I can do that, but um, that's definitely like my dream. So that's a very personal interest. And the second one is that I'm deeply convinced that democracy relies on quality journalism. So you have um, this amazing journalist from the United States. His name is Walter Cronkite. And he once said very fittingly that journalism is what we need to make democracy work. And I couldn't agree more with that statement, even that that is still true today. When you see The Washington Post, for instance, the slogan of The Washington Post is democracy dies in darkness, which basically implies that, okay, it's the job of journalism, of critical journalism to shed a light on what is happening in politics, in the economy and to critically reflect on that. Now, if the media is so important, but everything is going great, why should I do an episode of a podcast on it? Well, the thing is that the media is facing a lot of backlash in the United States, specifically, but also in Germany, where I'm from. Um, you have a lot of the alternative for Germany, the RFD, as we call them. Um, and they basically write the same narrative as Donald Trump does with the idea of fake news media and uh, that the media has a specific agenda that they are pushing and all of that. So... The media is in a lot of trouble and trust in the media, especially in the United States, is pretty low at the moment. So what can we do about it and what are the problems that are actually existing so that this critique of Trump and the AFD finds some resonance in the broader population? Well, I think the problems of the media are actually twofold. Um, And as I said, we're going to dig in deeper deeper. In the next episode, when I actually have like an hour to talk to Nora about it, she's much more of an expert on that than I am. But the two problems I see in the media that we have today is first that the media essentially is a business like every business. And like every business, they are trying their best to make a profit. So Bernie Sanders said this um, beautiful sentence Back in 1988, if I remember correctly. And he said, um, and I quote, If you think that the function of Channel 3 or the Burlington Free Press, that was the media he was confronted with when he was mayor in Burlington, Vermont, um, is to educate you about the world in which you live in. It's not. It really is not. The function of private media is to make money for the people who own the media. It is a business. End of quote. And I think he highlights something that is very important there. Because when you see what the media is doing right now, especially in the United States, um, when you look at a quote by Jeff Sucker, who is currently the president of CNN, he said, and I quote him also, the idea that politics is sport is undeniable. And we understood that and approached it that way. End of quote. Now, you might disagree with me, but I don't think that the main purpose of covering politics is that it is essentially like sports i strongly disagree with that why because the focus in my opinion should not be on how do i entertain most people because that's going to lead to putting on pundits into your panels that are going to make it the most interesting but are not the most trustworthy journalists that are speaking the truth and speaking truth to power but people jeffrey lord for instance in the united states um, that are just trump allies that that push through his talking points and then you have pundits on the other side from the democratic establishment that are going to argue against that obviously and you have this lively discussion but it's not really what i think the media and the news should be about it's not it's not to make it as entertaining it's about challenging power in the country that you are in and challenging politics and challenging the economy. So it should be the first objective of the media to make it look like sport and make it as entertaining as possible um, and focus on your ratings all the time. Because there's one crucial example right now that we are seeing, and that is that uh, a lot of media outlets in the United States still broadcast the Trump press briefings on coronavirus. And I think that's a terrible thing. As Trump pointed out correctly, his briefings get ratings that are like <laughs> like NFL or uh, the bachelor finale. So the ratings are great, but what Trump is doing is extremely dangerous. I mean, just take the most recent example that he advised people um, to drink uh, disinfection stuff and bleach to cure coronavirus. That is so insane. And because the media has covered it live without fact-checking, but just broadcasting the way he's informing the, the public, then all the people, um, all the companies that are producing bleach had to come forward and publicly, publicly uh, advise people to not drink their products. And that is insane. Why would she broadcast press briefings that are factually full of lies and misstatements, And where the president of the United States is advising the population in a crazy way, saying stuff that is extremely dangerous, threatens lives, and you're still broadcasting it because you care about the ratings and you know that your ratings are going to be great. If I were in charge of the media or if I would be a journalist, I would never air Trump press briefings. On coronavirus because it's dangerous and you have to fight back on the stuff that he was saying then all day which also gives you good ratings but in the end what is the benefit of that how much more informed is the public about what is going on at the moment it's just going to be a lot of trump talking nonsense and the mainstream media bashing him for it and that's just that's not the purpose so why don't we just air a fact-check version of the trump briefing and call him out when he's lying, but please don't broadcast it live. That is so insane. And uh, that is like a major problem when the news media basically treats politics like sports and just cares about if things are entertaining, but, and focus on ratings, but not care about like speaking truth to power and um, actually challenging what is happening. I think that's like a, a very big problem. And the second point that is even more important in my opinion, would be that the media ownership is more and more centralized in the hand of a few wealthy people. So you have this quote by by George Orwell, who wrote Animal Farm way back in the day. And even back then, he was saying that, um, and I quote from what he wrote before Animal Farm in the pretext, Um, He said, the British press is extremely centralized, and most of it is owned by wealthy men who have every motive to be dishonest on certain important topics. And that was like (laughs) at the end of the Second World War. So even then, the ownership of the media was extremely centralized. And if you look at it now, it's gotten even worse than George Orwell has even imagined it. So I think... There's a big problem when the ownership of the media is centralized in the hands of a few wealthy people. And you see that in the United States, you can see reports that say that basically 15 billionaires uh, own the entire corporate media. There are like six people who own 90% of the media market. Um, You have MSNBC and CNN being owned by big corporations. So MSNBC being owned by uh, Comcast, for instance. There is a certain agenda that you have when you're owned by wealthy people. I'm not implying that you hire bad journalists or that you do something bad in general, but you buy into the certain bias of the wealthy owning the media and therefore shaping the agenda of the news and of the newspapers. And that is a big problem. And also what it does is it reduces competition among the media. So again, I want to quote Walter Cronkite when he said that, and I quote, I think it is absolutely essential in a democracy to have competition in the media, a lot of competition, and we seem to be moving away from that. End of quote. I think he is spot on with his critique, but since he said that, it has gotten worse and worse and worse, and not better. So you see some independent news outlets, you see some, some left-wing and right-wing independent media and stuff, but the the main parts MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, they are owned by the wealthy people, and they still control and are being watched and consumed by a large part of the electorate. And I think that's very dangerous um, because the development that you've seen is is pretty bad. Because Bernie Sanders said once in an article about how he thinks the media should do that real journalism is different from the gossip, punditry, and clickbait that dominates today's news. And I think he's again spot on. So for the news media to rise to the occasion, it is very important that we ask the two fundamental questions about whether the media companies that own so much of it actually should strive for profit and for making the news as much entertaining as possible, including the side effects that we are seeing right now and that have actually cost lives in the Corona crisis. And the second one is if we are okay with the media being owned by a few wealthy people that then obviously have an influence on media coverage. So those are the two questions that stand out to me and that actually make me worried a bit. Because I've talked about um, Anand Giridharadas, for instance, before, he's editor-at-large at the Time magazine, and he said that during the presidential campaign, uh, and I'm going to quote him again on that, he said that the pundits that are the guests on the on the shows of the news networks like CNN and MSNBC are basically those, quote, out-of-touch aristocrats in a dying aristocracy, end of quote. And he implied that those people don't really care what's going on in the real world, but they are pushing their very own political agenda. Because if someone like Bernie Sanders would come to power in the United States, that would be the final nail in the coffin for them, basically, that they would have to admit, we don't understand the political system anymore. And they are worried that they are going to lose their privilege and their influence in the media. And I think that's not what the media should be about. It shouldn't be out-of-touch pundits that care more about pushing their own political agenda, not understanding what's going on, but rather fighting a very recent development in US politics, because it would maybe in the end lead to them losing their jobs. So we shouldn't have private and personal interests dominating the most of the airtime on CNN and MSNBC, but we should be again talking about how we challenge what is going on right now how do we fight inequality that's not being talked about enough in the mainstream media what are the mechanisms that johannes and i talked about in the last episode that basically consolidate power and wealth in a tiny fraction of society and i think it's important to fight against that but the media right now as it is, being owned by the wealthy people that benefit from the very system that we have in place it's not an ally of us. I think it's important to think about those two problems. And we're going to talk a lot more about it in the next episode. And I'm really looking forward to interviewing Nora on that and get her take. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and see you next week.